Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 92 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm sharing why stretching doesn't work the way you think it does, how to stretch smarter so that your results are longer lasting, and why your best bet to get out of pain is actually a combination of rolling and strengthening. Now, if you asked anybody, anyone on the street, you just stop them, hey, you got tight hips, what are they going to tell you to do? More stretching. Your back hurts? Stretch, right? But stretching isn't the cure-all it's made out to be. Now, I just finished doing a mobility assessment with a client who's a runner who was starting to feel aches and pains after her runs. And if you have been in that situation where something that you've always done seemingly all of the sudden starts to hurt, it can be a little bit unsettling. So she posted about it on Facebook and comment after comment after comment was do yoga, stretch more. And that's true to a point. But if you want your entire body to feel more safe and you want to be less worried and honestly less scared of pain, stretching isn't the fix. And that's exactly what I told her when I sent her a DM on the side like, hey, you know, this is what I do, right? (laughs) So that's what we're going to talk about today, why stretching doesn't work, but most importantly, what's happening, because as you know, I definitely believe that when you understand the underlying science, then you can make better choices and better decisions about what works best for you. But before we dive into that, will you help me get to 100 podcast reviews on Apple iTunes before the end of the year? Because we're more than halfway there. And if you're tired of me talking about this, trust me, I'm just as tired as talking about it. But I want to enter you to win a self-care prize pack with a set of therapy balls, an awesome morning routine gratitude journal to really kick off your day, and my most favorite in the entire universe sleep mask so that you can get your best sleep ever. So here's how you can help. Head on over to aewellness.com slash review. Leave a short note about your favorite episode, why you love the show, or maybe something you learned from listening today. And then just email me a screenshot of your review over at podcast at aewellness.com and you'll be entered to win. That's it. One lucky winner will be chosen at random at the end of the year or whenever we hit 100 reviews, whichever comes first. So thank you so much for being a listener and being awesome. I truly, truly, truly could not do this without you. So I just also want you to know that I appreciate you. All right, let's get on with the show. So what actually happens when you stretch? Because I know when I first learned about this, literally my brain exploded because it's not what you think. So think of a piece of fabric and pull as hard as you can from end to end, right? That's seemingly what's happening when you stretch. But for the most part, when we stretch, we're not changing the distance between end points of a muscle as much as we think we are. 
right? You can bend over and touch your toes, but there is a limit to how far the distance between the bottom of your pelvis and the back of your knees where your hamstrings attach, that doesn't continue to length as you get more flexible. So something else is going on. Your brain is super duper smart and it's not going to let you go further into a stretch than you can safely get in or out of. And this is where stretch receptors come in. Because if you're like, I mean, touch your toes, that is like not happening for me anytime soon, then your stretch receptors are working possibly on overtime. So stretch receptors put the brakes on a stretch. And if you have ever, maybe you're doing it right now, right? You try to touch your toes and your whole back is just like, oh, oh my gosh. And your hamstrings hurt and your brain is just like, stop. We are going to break if we do this. That is due to stretch receptors and your nervous system and your brain. And yes, your fascia and your connective tissue and your muscles. But the nervous system is a huge part of that you actually have special nerve endings that are monitoring and paying attention to the amount of stretch and the rate of stretch and giving that information back to your brain. The stretch receptors that are just in the muscle itself are called muscle spindles, but it doesn't just end there. You also have special stretch receptors in the tendons that are paying attention to the amount of tension on the tendon. These are called the Golgi tendon organs, which is possibly, I mean, I I, th- I feel like I see this for everything, but I really, they're one of my favorites. But you also, again, doesn't just end there because your brain wants to know everything about where you are in space, what's happening, what's the effect on your body so that it can make changes and respond appropriately. So your joints also have special nerve endings that are monitoring the change in pressure um, and positioning of the joint. These are called the Pacinian corpuscles and Ruffini endings. And maybe Ruffini endings are my favorite. I really, I just, I can't decide. (laughs) So when you try to touch your toes, all of the stretch receptors in your hamstrings, your calves, your feet, your lower back are all sending signals to your brain about what's happening and how fast it's happening. So no one of these stretch receptors works by itself. They tell a full story of the movement back to your brain. And it's your brain that's going to say, stop. If there's any doubt that you can get in and out of this shape safely. And this, I know we're talking about hamstring stretching, but I've seen this happen also with clients post knee surgery, right? Their brain has mapped and built in that pattern and that movement habit that bending the knee hurts. And so your brain just continues to try to work around bending the knee, which would be fine, except you got to bend your knee to walk with a quote unquote normal gait. So this is happening in every muscle in your body, or at least the muscles you have conscious control over. And it's your brain and your nervous system that are having this constant conversation about what is going on. So another time where a stretch and your brain will put the brakes on the stretch is if it's brand new, right? Something you've never, ever, ever, ever done before. Or if your body has been locked in the same position for, I don't know, let's say 36 years, and now you're trying to do something brand new, right? You go to your first yoga class or you decide that, okay, you know, I've been running all this time, but now I'm going to start stretching. And your brain is like, heck no, we are not stretching. And everything feels impossible. You feel the sensation of tightness or stretch and you stop, right? That's as far as you can go. 
I remember the first, I mean, this is just like seared in my memory. When I first started practicing yoga, seated, right? Trying to touch your toes and then dropping your chin to your chest while you're in that stretch. Not only is it massive amounts of stretch for your hamstrings and your back, but the connective tissue, right? The fascia of your entire spine is also being stretched and it puts your sciatic nerve on maximum tension. So my brain was saying, stop. It was incredibly painful. But adaptations do happen when you stretch consistently. And that's what I found to be true for myself as well. As I continued to practice yoga and a lot of stretching multiple times a week, I began to feel less discomfort in different poses and less discomfort in stretching. So your hamstrings, they're going to start to tolerate more stretch the more you do it. But here's the catch. They're not actually getting longer. The distance between your pelvis and your knees, it's not changing. But what changes is that your brain allows you to go into the stretch easier or deeper into the stretch because it trusts you. It's pretty cool, right? So your brain is saying, hey, we can get in and out of this shape safely. So I'm going to permit this to happen and it gets easier. And then your brain is like, okay, cool. Let's just like keep doing this. But this same reason is also why you can be super duper flexy or flexible and still have pain, which was me when I was doing the most amount of yoga ever. So from that first yoga class to probably a couple years later, I was bendy as heck. I could touch my toes. I could put my you know nose to my knees. No problem at all. But being bendy isn't the same thing as having core control that stabilizes your lower back. And that was me. I still remember one class we were doing uh, back bends. Uh, So if you've ever seen someone, imagine laying on your back and then bringing your hands to the ground and arching your whole body in reverse, essentially. And we had a class with a couple of those and I was totally warmed up, should have been fine. And my entire back seized up. And I spent the next, like that entire evening in bed, just going like, oh my gosh, what did I do? The flexibility can become a liability, especially if your brain is like, hey, that's not safe. And so either end of the spectrum, right? Being so flexible that you can, you know, put your head between your knees and a pretzel or a scorpion or whatever, and being so stiff that you can't touch your toes. We want to find a happy middle ground where you are strong and flexible. But before we get there, the real question is why are your muscles tight in the first place? So remember, this tension has a little bit to do with like physical tension of like the muscle and the connective tissue not having that give, but a lot of it has to do with your brain and your nervous system. So one of the reasons you can feel tension is from overuse, right? Your body is less tolerant to stretching a certain area because it's trying to protect itself. If you've had any pain in your Achilles or your plantar fascia and they get inflamed because of that overuse, right, they might feel super duper tight all the time. But the flip side of that is you can also feel tension because of underuse. Your tissues are actually less tolerant to stretch because you're not using it as much, right? It's the concept of use it or lose it. So if you don't stretch your hamstrings like ever, your brain's like, cool, we don't need flexibility here because she's never going to use it. So no big deal. And then you go to stretch and you then feel that you definitely did need it. 
<laughs> Another reason you can have tension is from misuse. So your brain is trying to protect you and keep you safe from some movement pattern that isn't beneficial for your joints or possibly, you know, overloading some area. And of course, injury. Once you have an injury, your body tightens up around the issue, creating almost like a soft tissue cast to protect it from further injury. If you've ever sprained your ankle, you know how easy it is to sprain your ankle again after. This is the exact same thing that is happening, not just at your ankle joint, but all throughout your body. And so oftentimes I'll work with clients who have had some history of back pain or even abdominal surgery, right? It could be something as small as, oh, I tweaked my back to, oh yeah, you know, I had abdominal surgery or back surgery or, you know, something more invasive. And either way, the brain doesn't communicate to your core muscles because they have been impacted in the same way as it would if you had never had a back injury. All in all, your brain and your body are working together to keep you safe. So before you're like, oh my gosh, my stretch receptors, they just suck and this is terrible. It's designed this way for a reason. And I'm not totally anti-stretching, not at all. It's just that there are different types of stretching. And what you might find is that a way you haven't even been considering is better for you and where you're at and what your goals are. So let's talk about the different types of stretching. The first is static stretching. This is statue-like stretching, right? So sort of like that stretch I mentioned where I'm sitting on the ground, reaching for my toes, right? And you just hang out there. If you've ever taken a yoga class uh, that's more yin or more of that relaxing style, nap time yoga, I like to call it, that's a lot of static stretching, right? You come into a stretch, you hold it, and you hang out and breathe. Another type of stretching is called ballistic stretching. This is when you are bouncing into a stretch. And while I do like bouncing, right? I do jump rope. Um, Running is also like a bouncing sort of action, especially for your calves and your Achilles and your plantar fascia. You do run the risk of kind of blowing through your safe end range with ballistic stretching. So it's not something I do a lot. And like I said, I'll practice jumping and jump rope, but it's not the same thing as bouncing into a hamstring stretch when you're totally cold. All of this is to say as well, I'm hyper flexible already. So if you're really super stiff, ballistic stretching might not feel comfortable for you. And so no problem, leave it off the table. Another type of stretching is dynamic stretching. This is when you are moving with control. And we see a lot of this in yoga, right? Any vinyasa class is all dynamic stretching. You are moving through poses and breathing as you go. This is also, to me, what mobility is, right? Mobility is like dynamic stretching with an added element of ensuring that you can go not just into end ranges or the, you know, end of your flexibility, but you can do so with strength and control. So mobility is strength and control while stretching. And then I guess dynamic encompasses that as well, but is just moving and stretching without bouncing, right? And not being super still, which is static stretching. And remember, when you are stretching, we need the brain and the body on the same page as far as what is safe. So that line between what is mobility and what is dynamic stretching is kind of blurred, but dynamic stretching is a great way to warm up and prep your body for any sort of workout or anything that you're doing. And to be honest, it's my go-to, my favorite, but 
when I say mobilizations, and I talk about that all the time on this show, what I'm specifically talking about is therapy ball self-massage, rolling with some sort of tool to help improve your body's awareness of itself in space. So to me, more so than stretching, the best thing you can do for your body is a combination of mobilizations and activations. So what do I mean by that? Well, mobilizations, right? We're talking about therapy ball self-massage because remember for movement, for flexibility, it's all about the nervous system feeling super safe about being able to get into and out of any shape, whether that's the splits or just touching your toes or being able to move your shoulders in a better range of motion and have better breathing capacity. Mobilizations work because they help to quiet your nervous system. That's one of the things that happens when you touch any part of your body. It improves your brain and body connection, your body awareness at that specific area. It also helps to improve blood flow, which is a great thing if you have an area of irritation that needs a little help in healing. Now, activations which could be something like a basic movement. It could be a mobility exercise where you're working on strength at end range. It could be dynamic stretching, right? Activations help to rewire your brain. When you do this basic movement, your brain is relearning or repatterning how to move. And since you just did that mobilization with the therapy balls, hopefully the right combination of muscles fire. So remember, we talked already about the mismatch of what muscles are firing in what order, and that can lead to overuse or underuse of any muscle in your body. So when we combine mobilizations and activations together, we're literally reprogramming your brain to fire the muscles we want, the most efficient combination at the right time so that you can move better and feel better without pain. It doesn't happen in one time. I wish it did. But then, you know, there wouldn't be anything to fix. <laughs> we would just be done after one time. Like, okay, moving on. I'm going to go get some boba now. <laughs> so you have to do this consistently, right? And that consistency, it's just like learning any new skill. If you were trying to learn hand lettering or you were trying to learn how to ride a unicycle, right? You can't do it once and then be done with it. You got to practice again and again. So what happens in your body is gradually as you start to build that new pattern of better movement, your tension and your pain start to go away. So stretching alone isn't the best way to create lasting change in your body. Because if we're just stretching, but we're not addressing the underlying cause of why that tension is there in the first place, your movement is just going to put you right back to where you started, whether it's overuse, underuse, misuse, or an injury. So when you combine your mobilization with therapy balls, right? So we're really talking to the nervous system. And then you do an activation, which like I said, could be a dynamic stretch. It could be a mobility exercise. It could be just a basic muscle contraction. That's how you can actually rewire your brain and get to that place where you're finally out of the injury cycle. And so if you've been in a place where you're just stretching and stretching and things just reset and they feel like you're just doing the same stuff all the time and getting the same results and not really pushing the needle any further forward, it may be time to try out some mobilizations and activations. And for lasting fixes, you've got to learn how to move smarter overall. 
And this is exactly what we do inside Movement Mavens. So if you want to feel more in control of your body and you want to feel way less stressed out about pain, Movement Mavens can help. And we're going to be open again for enrollment January 23rd. Save the date, January 23rd, 2021. And you can get on the wait list right now at aewellness.com slash mavens, M-A-V-E-N-S. So now that you know, you're like, okay, wait, I shouldn't be stretching and I should be rolling. Oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. Come hang out on Instagram. I have a ton of videos and content I share on there on a regular basis to help you move better and feel better. You can try any one of those and start to make some change. But if you have been feeling like stretching isn't helping, strengthening and doing mobilizations and activations and finding a more centered and balanced approach than just strength on one end and just flexibility on the other, I'm your girl. That's what we do, okay? So let me know how this works for you. Or if you have any questions, come over to Instagram. I'm at Hala You can send me your messages. You can ask me your questions. Or you can hit up the Body Nerd hotline at 818-396-6501. And if you want to grab show notes, fun links, free downloads, or come on into the Body Nerds group, all of that lives over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And thank you, seriously, thank you for taking the time to listen today. I hope that you got some fun movement in as you were listening, or at least you got something planned. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss a thing. Or maybe just share this with someone who needs to hear it. Maybe it's your running partner or your workout buddy, or just your friend who's always complaining about stretching their hamstrings and never getting permanent changes. Just let them hear this. So here's asking better questions, moving more, stretching smarter, and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and that you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks, and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.